0: So, yeah, actually, you got a topic to start off with before we even get started. So now, let's get back to what you were saying before I press record but So you did a grandpa gangbang, gangbang. Okay, I'm I'm listening.
1: <laughs> I actually wasn't in it. I'm just here to do the podcast. But there there was a grandpa gangbang going on in the next room.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, okay, okay. Well, shoot, a grandpa gangbang. So. What the average age to do this?
1: <laughs> I don't know how old the oldest one is, but he's much older.
0: Mm. Well, well, I see a lot of Viagra is flying around in that damn room. <laughs> so shoot, so Kicker, yeah, I see that you are very experienced in gangbangs. I've seen that you have worked with my man Chad Cole,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and everything. And what is it about gangbangs that you like? Because I truly believe that females. That do gangbang, they actually enjoy the gangbang. They enjoy the attention. They enjoy all the guys around, the chaos and all that. What is it about gangbang that you love?
1: I did my first one in March through Tadpole,
0: so and I
1: haven't been doing them that long. But when I first, when I did my first one, it was insane, and ever since then, I'm like, I can't get over it. Like I want to do, I just i've never re- i didn't realize how fun they were until i actually did one because i wasn't sure what to expect when i started doing mm. i was like i don't know what to expect i've never done this before and i went from i didn't i didn't even do like two guys you know how some people they start out doing B B G. I went mm. from bg to gangbang so i wasn't i i was i was not sure what to expect, but mm. it turned out great, and I loved it. And ever since then, I just, anytime there's a gangbang, I'm like, for it, I'll.
0: Yeah, God, it was fun. funny. I saw one of your posts, you said you went from being a fluffer to actually being gangbanged. And, <laughs> and how did that end up happening? What was that? I said, with one of your posts, which is for your mini-beads, which I need to go check out. Um, you were saying that you was actually posting a fluffer. And then you ended up being gang banged yourself. You know, so how did that end up happening?
1: Oh, a fluffer. Um, so, we did the, we ha- I think it was like five fluffers. I, not, I can't remember. So, once Rebel reached her goal, mm-hmm. she said after that, if anybody wants to be fucked, you can take however many guys so i was just like who wants to fuck me and i wasn't even gonna do it on camera i like i'm not gonna do it on camera i don't wanna i i let's just do it i just wanna i just wanna do it so then all these guys started following me and i was like wow they're all following me this is crazy so then um rex comes over he's like what are you doing i'm like um you know and then he goes where's the camera i'm like oh i'm just a slut and i like doing this and i'm like and then a minute later after after a couple minutes later i was like you know what i think i do need to record this so i told actually <laughs> go grab the camera so he did and i'm glad he did because um i made money off of it but i was like i don't know i was like i i, I just want to do this off camera <laughs>
0: It ended up being on camera, you know. That do, sometimes. Yeah, had some time, yeah. You know, after because- I got a
1: few minutes of feeling what it's like not having it recorded because I just mm-hmm. wanted to know what it was like, you know. Because when you're filming, you have all these like, I guess with gangbangs are a little different because it's like in the moment kind of thing. Yeah. But I wanted to do it off camera because I'm always constantly being filmed when I'm having sex. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I gotta make sure I do this right i gotta put on my best show but i wanted to do it off camera so anyways i did that off camera for a little bit and then i then
0: i yeah now i'm gonna ask you this was it just the the, the voice because because i get it because when you're on camera you focus on working the camera versus mm-hmm. when if you just do the gang bang off camera is more fun you're just enjoying it mm-hmm. but it, it something tell me it was just a porn star, and you like, wait a second. I might need to record this shit because <laughs> I know I'm killing it right now. I'm killing it right now. <laughs> and and then too also the fact that you said your first game made with Tampo. Tampo be having a lot of dudes in his his his, his, his content mix. So <laughs> you got really thrown into you, you you really got thrown into the fire literally.
1: Yeah. I am I, very lucky with him. He's he's amazing. He gets me. He gets all the guys. I all I have to do is tell him like, hey, I'm feeling like I want to do a gangbang, so that he'll just gather guys, and I don't have to do that, which is nice because I'm so busy. And
0: yeah,
1: he does that. So
0: <laughs> it's hard. People don't realize how hard it is to put together a gangbang.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, because guys, they'll say they'll go get tested, but then they don't. And with him. He's able to have that all organized so Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about, because he does it all the time. He'll know if somebody's being serious or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So with that being said, people, smokers, welcome to the Smokers Lounge. How you doing today? (laughs) You know, we start this thing hot as usual. And you know who I am. I'm your host, Kevin Offa Subway Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with. One link, all my backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about four wonderful sponsors that we love and they love us back. The first one being the Facebook of the LS LH community, lxworld.com. Go get yourself a profile. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, arise magazine.com. Go get yourself a subscription. You got me? Also, for you content creators, 90% profit. No hashtag issues. And for your consumers, a new place to consume your Triple H content. I'm talking about none other than excitebunny.com. And last but not least, award winning, award nominated. We're talking about voiceover with your smut. And they even have virtual reality, so you can watch porn with your Oculus. I'm talking about none other than Rocker. So go to blusharaka.com and get a subscription. It's worth the money. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go to shopgwdistrict.com and go buy some, my don't you. Also, in the mornings, five days a week, go to bullieswapradio.com and catch the smoke that I am giving to you over there as I talk to the greatest and the brightest from the legends to the newbies and everybody in between, as we give that great smoke about the adult film industry. Also, check me out at Hall, as well as the bgpllc app. Now, I'm going to step back and let this gorgeous, beautiful blonde, sexy, freaky, gangbang queen, and I can tell that she probably make a lot of dudes tap the fuck out very quickly, introduce herself. Go ahead, darling.
1: Hi, I'm Wisconsin Tiff. I'm 35 and I live in Wisconsin. I feel like I might be the sluttiest girl in Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you think, it, it's kind of funny like when I look at you, right? It's like, you're like that innocent freaky mom that lived next door that she goes to PTA. They don't realize how much of a freak she really is. <laughs> So, oh my goodness. So, you went from being doing Boy Girl to gang So, we're going to get to that in a second. Let's begin with, how did you get into the industry in the first place?
1: I started in 2021 of March, March 1st. I Hmm. didn't know what OnlyFans was until a month before. And... Hmm. I originally started it so that I could leave my ex-husband and I just needed to make enough just so I could have money to pay for, uh, a place on my own
2: because mm-hmm. I didn't
1: have any money. So it started out that I did not realize I, I, I went from $0 to being able to leave Within two months, I was able to quit my job at the school after two weeks so that I could devote my time to doing this so that I because I wasn't I wasn't going to make enough to leave because I was very part time and I didn't have very little money. So I went from that to being able to go on my own. I was solo for a while until a year in, I was I was solo for a year, and then I did GG mm-hmm. for the the first year or for the year after that I was in it. I started doing GG, mm-hmm. and then at the end of August of last year, I did a huge GG orgy. There was like nine of us mm-hmm. women, so then I got that experience. I didn't do my first BG scene until that fall. And that was with Johnny Arana, and he's one of my regular guys that I film with. I didn't start doing gangbangs until March of this year. So I haven't really filmed with that many guys until March. So Johnny was pretty much my only guy that I filmed with. And then all of a sudden, now I'm doing gangbangs and I'm filming with all these other creators and I'm filming with I'm doing just all all of it's just happening so fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because with one, one because you basically did what I call a a moderation and maturation, um, a slow burn. You know, because some girls come into business, they do everything in year one.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, period. So you kind of built. You not only trained your fan base, but you kind of built your your fan base up, and you didn't give them everything in year one. Which in turn, each year you give them something different. They're like. Year two, you give them the girl on girl. In year three, you give them the boy and girl or what have you. So um, now it, it's crazy because you're not the only woman that I've talked to that started their porn career after a divorce or a breakup. And, <laughs> and it seems like when ladies break up from a long-term relationship, especially one where it really wasn't fulfilling, they really find out about themselves sexually. <laughs> so for you it what did you discover about yourself with the journey that you didn't discover that you didn't know about yourself before that moment, before the breakup, before you got the industry?
1: So I was always a freaky person, but mm-hmm. I was only with one person my entire life and that was mm-hmm. with my husband until um until <laughs> until I left him. Then Mm -hmm. I, you know, went Mm -hmm. out and experimented. I used to do some really freaky stuff. I used to do a, I've I've been doing anal for so many years with, um, with my ex. And because of that experience, I'm able to, like, it's crazy how I didn't realize I was told that everybody does anal Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay. And I didn't really like it because I mean, I did it. It was great. I mean, it feels good when you have an orgasm, but I didn't know anything really like, I don't know. I just, I thought, well, if everybody's doing it, then, you know, when I found out when I got on to OF and I found out that a very small percent actually do anal. I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, I am a freaking fucking person!" Like, what the hell? I'm like, I was sticking butt plugs in my butt
2: mm-hmm. before
1: I did OF, and nobody knew because it was just that was between my ex and I, and I thought everybody was doing it, but I was very secretive about it. Mm-hmm. I learned throughout this whole process and journey of being in the adult industry
2: mm-hmm.
1: that I was led to believe that people are, everybody was like this, but until I got into this and I started learning more, um, I learned that I really, I, I didn't realize how freaky I was. I yeah. did some r- really crazy things. I could tell you like back in, I think it was like 2000, Nine or two thousand yeah, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I took duct tape through the doorway on my butt cheeks, doing anal. So every time I would move back, my butt cheeks <laughs> would open and and I'm doing like this freaky fucking sex. And I thought, oh, this is pretty normal. Now I look at it, I was like, Yeah, most wives don't do that unless but I was I was I learned
0: you, that I... You sound no. like white, motherfucking material. Because there's women that will never give their man the asshole. I am sorry. He <laughs> <You> love you.
1: <laughs> I get an AL all the time. And I've learned now that I really do enjoy it.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: now I realize I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's because not that many people do it. So it's like, this is something that I feel that I'm good at and I started doing it more and I started learning more about butt plugs and like anal wands and everything and other things that are involved with using your butt and I realized like I really do enjoy this. I just Mm -hmm. never really was given the opportunity to express myself. Mm-hmm. so now I'm able to do it on my own terms so I want to go to the sex shop and I want to get something new and I want to try it on uh, because I want to try it not because somebody else wants me to try it so
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah so I feel I feel that I, I I am very um expressive with my sexuality and I enjoy it,
0: it was definitely so <laughs> because um because even to the fact that I always say that girls that do the most have the most chance to make more money. You do, you willing to do gangbangs? You willing to do anal? It kind of opens you up for because I also see that you have an agent, which we'll get to that conversation in a minute um, to get more paid gigs and bigger paid gigs because a lot of these companies are looking for girls that can do anal, that can do DP, which you actually can do, um, and everything. So. With you is, and it, you also can't you say you also enjoy it, you know. Period. Because it's also because because when you work with someone that never really does anal in their regular life, it takes a lot more prep to get them right than it would a female you know, that does on a regular basis. So I know dudes enjoy working with you on that. End. <laughs> they got to work you out for so much, you know. Period. So it's kind of like with you. When it comes time you did the prep for the gangbangs and your shoots, what do you do to prep your hands?
2: <laughs> so I
1: actually, um, I never did any prepping ever because I I, did, I, I mean, I didn't have a camera in front of me, so I didn't have to worry about it. But I never did any prepping until I did my first anal scene. And mm-hmm. that was with Johnny Arana as well. And I I reached out to Rebel Ryder, who is a friend of mine, and I asked her because, I'm like, you think I would know because I've been doing anals for so long. But I asked her, I asked I'm like, hey, girl, I need to know, like, what you do to prep because I'm going to be in front of a camera and I need to make sure, like, everything's good. So she told me all these steps and I did that. And it's, it's I'm like, this is my routine. <laughs> so I do my I, I drink coffee <laughs> and then i do my anal douche and yeah. i do that i have like an electrical one where you press the button and the water shoots up the ass and yeah. i do that about five or six times because i want to make sure i'm good so i know that yeah. maybe me excessive but i want to make sure that i'm really good then after that i take an anti-diarrhea pill two of them <laughs> to make sure nothing happened and yeah i've never had an issue and that's that's my prep that's
0: my prep work <laughs> you're to say, from a man that had that had the issue when he came to the A thank you it's nothing worse than you hitting it from the back and you look down and you see you driving the brown truck you get what i'm <laughs> saying it, 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 it I was like, I was like damn I ain't even said I had to say it on camera I said damn I don't fuck the shit out you <laughs> you know period yeah because people don't realize we have to prep for we get it in front of the camera mm-hmm. you know period not mentally as well as physically yeah. because point is a little game you know period because fucking in front of that camera is not the same as fucking um mm-hmm. behind the camera or off camera mm-hmm. you know so. So, so we about to unpack a few things. First, you started off doing solo or what happened. So how often was you filming your solo content? Because I know how OnlyFans work. I know how they pressure girls to have to update. And, can, and, and we're now in the TikTok viral era of porn where it just gone here once and gone next. So how often did you film your solos when you was doing that to keep up with your updates?
1: I filmed solo, well, I'm known for live streaming, so I did a lot of live
0: streaming on mm,
2: OnlyFans when okay. I started.
1: So I was live streaming almost every single day, and mm. I was live streaming on TikTok every single day. That was how mm. I got my, myself out there, as much live streaming as I could do. Mm. I, I I had guys subscribe to me because I was doing the live streaming, so I did that like almost every day, multiple times mm. a day. Um, there were nights where I would live stream and I would end it. And then there would be guys asking me like, hey, can you come back on? And I would do it like up to four times.
2: I don't do that anymore
1: because that's
2: waste. They want an encore. They want an encore.
1: So I would film customs. And I don't do customs anymore because it's just I have I'm so busy now. And I'm doing so much more content where mm. I have so many solos. And all my mm-hmm. solos are free, like my full length. I just send them out just so they'll stay. And I was filming solos probably at least videos once a week. But I was mm-hmm. posting, posting stuff uh, every single day. Except I was not nude. I was fully uh, nothing nude for an entire mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did nude live streams.
0: Mm-hmm. So I get what so, you're saying. So, so basically, the pictures, if they wanted to see you nude, they had to do your live stream for the yeah. most part. Yeah. You know, period. Now, what's interesting is a lot of girls don't really put the live stream to use like you was doing. You know, period. Um. So to me, I'm actually this because... One, because you live streaming on OnlyFans, you're getting paid more than you would if you were doing Chatterbait or any of those other campsites, um, because because the cut favors you more so than if you was on a, a campsite, if you favoring the campsite, you get what I'm saying?
1: It depends how you, are you saying you make more on Chatterbait or more on OnlyFans?
0: I think you will make more on OnlyFans because of the cut. Because like um, with Chatterbait, I mean don't get twisted, Chatterbait probably give you more traffic yeah. because OnlyFans is based off your traffic that you generate. But the 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 side the side effects, like mm-hmm. if you take medicine, there's always a side effect to the damn medicine, no matter what it is. With you being on chatterbait, you might get more traffic, but they get more of a cut in what you do. You feel what I'm Yeah, come.
1: It really because I've done chatterbait for a little bit and I didn't know how to do it, and I actually got some training on it about um, four months ago, and I learned how to do it the correct way. I just haven't mm-hmm. had, I, I haven't had the time to go on there, because I have to be consistent when I do this, when I decide I want to do Chatterbait semi-full-time. Um, you can make equally as much, but I feel with OnlyFans, you only have those set of fans versus Chatterbait, mm-hmm. you have more people coming in, and mm-hmm. I- it really just depends what your technique is. Because um, mm. there's people that can make way more on Chatterbait live streaming because have, they have everybody coming in versus OnlyFans. But, I mean, I've made, I have I make really good money in a short a mer- period of time versus Chatterbait, it's going to be throughout the course of the day. But there's a technique on Chatterbait that I know how to do that mm. can make a lot of money but i just haven't devoted my time to that because i'm so busy as it is already with my own platforms
0: yeah we're actually telling the technique but we're gonna say that for the premium smoke room. y'all got to pay for that information people.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know period so now you were doing the solos um for a year which i'm pretty sure you had a arrangement of toys that you used.
1: um I had my, I got my first dildo. Uh, what was it? I started in March, April, May. Two months after I started OnlyFans, I got my first toy ever, and that was from a fan that sent it to me. So I wasn't using, I was just using my fingers. She didn't
0: even pay for her old first toy, ladies and gentlemen. That show you how bad she is of a woman. How good she was doing. Her first toy was big. You go, girl.
1: I would just you use go, my girl. fingers, and also. Before OF had their rules with their, um, they, I mean, they might have had the rules, but they didn't enforce it, and nobody really knew about it because, you know, they changed stuff all the time. I was known for doing lactation con- uh, content, so I would do- That like, is mil- money. Huh?
0: That is money. Lactation yeah. is money. You don't how much money you can make with lactation content.
1: I made so much money doing that. I'm dried up now, so, but- um, when I was doing that, I would just have guys ask me to just make them a video of me just yeah. squirting it. <laughs> but hey. then, then OnlyFans, it was, I think it was like three months, March, April, May, June, July. It was like four months after. And they started changing a bunch of stuff. Yeah.
2: And,
1: and that's when I had to stop doing that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to think of something else because I can't do that on there. So I did download another app that allowed Mm. fetish content like that. But then I was like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do on OnlyFans because I was known for doing lactation stuff. And that was like the easiest thing for me. And now I don't know what I'm going to do besides everything is boring because you can't put objects in you that are not intended as toys because I was doing that, too. I was Mm. using, oh, that was what I was doing. So I didn't have any toys. So I'd use objects.
0: Oh, so you like, like a cucumber, uh, um, a small like baseball and cucumber, and
1: Like yeah. I, um not just, uh, more so like um, I, I used a toothbrush, um, toothbrush Ooh. container, like a tra- where you put the toothbrush yeah. inside the container. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I was using that. I was just using all these like random things. And then when OnlyFans came out with that rule about not using objects, Then I I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, gosh, what am I going to do? Like, all this stuff was, like, what my fans really loved. Now I can't do it. So I did find another platform. But OnlyFans is obviously going to be the one that everybody picks because they're the most well-known. So that's the only downside with OnlyFans. Um, Yeah, I was doing solo content. But then after that, I finally figured out a way to make content i got a dildo (laughs) and then i started doing butt stuff i got an anal bead Mm. wand
2: Mm. it used to vibrate
1: but i lost the charger so it doesn't vibrate anymore but um my fans love that one (laughs) i haven't used that in a while
0: how did you lose the damn (laughs) vibrate (laughs) <laughs> I be wonder how y'all be breaking toys. They be breaking toys, ladies and gentlemen. It be like,
2: how you put the little dang <laughs> Yeah, I have a
1: lot of cr- um crazy toys. Butt plugs. Mm. I have butt plugs that one that is it. They have it has a door stopper, and mm. it's like it, they twist it. They like I don't know how they. I took it apart because I wanted to know how do they make. it <laughs> So it's the door, it's the door stopper. So it goes like that, and, go, and it like goes. And I, I got, I got. What else do I have? I have uh, football goalies. So I, you, the butt plug goes in, and then there's goalies, and then there's like the mm. football. So my friend and I, I I'm like, we need to. I got one for you and me, so we can make like fun video during football season.
0: Oh my god. That's a woman that loves her butt plugs. This is the first lady (laughs) She has an
2: extensive
0: collection of butt plugs, ladies and gentlemen. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: She loves Mm hanging. So, with that being said, now, like I said, you've been going for a year. Now you you decide, all right, it's time to bring a human being into the situation. So, we begin with girls. So, who is your first girl on girl collaboration? She
1: goes by the name Savannah Love
2: and
1: yeah so I met her I I discovered her from another creator named Midwest Emma Mm -hmm.
2: and
1: that's so I didn't follow anybody on Twitter for almost a year Mm -hmm. the only person I think I followed was Midwest Emma because she had all these tips and tricks and all these things so I, I really kept to myself, and I didn't really want to be anybody's friend, and I didn't want to collab. I just wanted to be on my own terms and just do my, be in my own self, but I found Midwest Emma, and then I saw the girl that she, she collabed with a few girls, and I actually met um all of them except one, except one of them is a friend, we just haven't met in person. We just talk all the time. But, um, I, I, th- I was like, wow, she's really pretty, Savannah, the one that's named Savannah. And I was like, oh man, I would love to work with her one day. But I don't know if she'd ever work with me. And I found her later that summer, the the first year that I was working. Well, I think it was around the end of the year, and she reached out to me. And I was like, oh, sure, you know, and we finally decided to schedule a collab. I think it was in, it was March of 2022. So we had it kind of planned out ahead. Um, I just wasn't ready to do it yet because it was just, I was like nervous about doing stuff with other people on mm-hmm. OnlyFans because... I had a lot of things going on in my life, and I just wanted to kind of keep to myself. But then I started opening up, and I started discovering myself. I was going through a lot my very first year, you know, after Mm -hmm. separating from your ex-husband. You go through a lot, especially when you were with them for a really long time.
0: Trust me, I know. I'm I'm going through a similar situation myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I finally decided to just say just do it you know what, what i mean i need to start doing more anyways i so did were you have, into
0: women before this were you into women before this and had a experience with a woman before this
1: i have just not on okay. camera
0: okay okay
1: it was after i left it wasn't daring
0: like I, 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 know, I
2: it's like damn she did. He, 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 he's really
0: hating it, y'all. <laughs> Broken up. <laughs> See what happened, fellas. You find out how what you really miss out on after they leave. <laughs> but, so, but go ahead and tell us about you and Savannah. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: everything went great. I learned a lot from her, and. Mm. Uh, we we just shared some tips and tricks together. I taught her some TikTok stuff, and she taught me mm-hmm. some stuff on OnlyFans, um, additional things that I didn't really know about. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's really good information to know. And so that collab went really well. Well, then after that, I started following people that she was following. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, this was a really fun experience so i started following other people and that's when i found um gemma boop and uh, a few other creators and then i think it was was it it was i filmed with another girl what was her name bianca (laughs) i should know her because she's like one of my good friends that's her stage name but bianca i filmed with. she was my i believe she was my second girl girl and we did outdoor content because she's an outdoor girl, and that was a really fun experience. And then it was the all girl orgy at the end of August of last year. I could have swore that I've worked with another creator in between Savannah and Bianca, maybe not. I know Bianca and I went to Aruba too that summer,
2: mm, okay. it was
1: that was fun too. Yeah, so we did that, and then and then after that, that's when I um. After knowing Savannah, she got me connected with some of the other girls, and this one girl named Gemma Boop, that's who she goes by. She put together the all-girl orgy. And I was very fortunate to experience that because it was it was a lot of work. Oh, my gosh, we did so much filming. I think that was the most amount of filming I did in such a short period. That was the most that it was the most amount of filming in such a short period of time and I was like oh my gosh I need to be filming more because but (laughs) I feel like everybody does their own things on their own pace so Mm -hmm. but that was a really fun experience and I learned a lot from other people and then after that I found Johnny Arana through Gemma Boop I saw she Mm. did a post and I was like oh who's he like he's really good looking he seems great and I never, I, I reached out to him. I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna work with him one day. I know
0: it. I didn't think. <laughs> that you know Yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> and it, and I reached out to him, and I didn't think that he would. I didn't know if he was busy, but mm. he he ended up being my first BG. Mm. And yeah, so it worked out amazing. I don't know if we did anal that first scene or if we did. Because he was my first anal on camera. I can't remember.
0: And y'all basically became. Because I started to see that a lot of females. Are looking for. Content partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm seeing the trend of that. Now, that they're looking for one guy. That they can work with on a regular basis. Versus shooting with a bunch of dudes. Um, or. Or. They don't state they, they they might shoot. They have that one special guy to shoot with, but they shoot with anybody outside of that sparingly. Why do you think that's the trend? Now?
1: I didn't even know it was a trend. I just do it because it's he doesn't live that far from me. Like I mean, mm-hmm. he lives he lives in Kansas City, so and I live in Wisconsin, and I'll drive to him. I mean, I could fly, but flying so much, I don't want to deal with TSA, and I want to bring all <laughs> my kids, I Don't want them to go
2: through it.
1: So, he's just really convenient. He has a convenient look. And he's really good at filming. So, he knows what he's doing because of his experience, his background in film. So, he's just really good at at doing what he does after Mm -hmm. working with him. And I was like, hey, do you want to be, like, regular film partners, you know? And he said, Sure. And I recently asked him, it was like a couple weeks ago, and I and I called him. I'm like, I need to ask you something. He's like, What? And I go, Um, I was wondering if you wanted to film a bunch of anal, like, soon. <laughs> he started laughing. He's like, Sure, yeah. I thought you were gonna be asking me something else. So I'm down for anal. So. I was like, yeah, I want to get a bunch of anal scenes in, like, a three-day period. And he's going to come out, and we're going to film a bunch of anal scenes. He's just, he's really convenient because I'm already close with him. So I can just call and be like, hey, you want to come over and film anal or film whatever, you know? Versus not knowing someone who I don't know what their real schedule is like.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I mean, there's not that many people that are in Wisconsin that do what I do. There's a mm-hmm. few, but um,
0: yeah, you are you are blessed that you have found a content creator partner because, yeah. like Wisconsin, North Carolina, it ain't much. You know, yeah. it ain't a lot of people doing it and doing it openly and collaborating with each other. You know, yeah. period. So, and I always said the blueprint was to have a resident male talent and then you work with other established male talent just to ch- be a change of pace. But you have that regular male talent that you get majority of your content with because you don't want the industry to have more content in you that you don't have with yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm very fortunate to be close to Chicago too. I mean, I'm not super close to Chicago, yeah. but I'm close enough where if I need to go down for a day, mm-hmm. I'll go mm-hmm. down there and I'll ask tadpole like if he, if um hey are you gonna be busy on this day and he'll be like no and I'll be like okay could we film a scene or he has VR so mm. um I've been helping him with that I haven't filmed a couple of months but
0: uh, mm. yeah <clears throat> yeah so and then like she said, she jumped into the gangbang <laughs> and um. It's, like I said before, with you, what I like about what you did was each year three, you made it to the game. <laughs> Not <laughs> a year one, and year three, you know what I'm saying? So you had somewhat of like a slow burn into stuff of that nature. So now that you have done a game thing and that's now part of your your film, re- you know what I'm saying, re- repertoire, what else do you want to add to your film repertoire? Do you do BDSM? Uh, um... Interracial, any of that, you know? What do you want to add to your repertoire?
1: Um, I feel like I've done a lot so far. Like the gang bangs is something that is like that's like wow. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: I feel like I've done a lot already. So one of my goals for next year. So my friends have filmed. I have friends that have filmed with him, and I know that he's a really busy guy. So Mm. I am hoping that one day I can film with Johnny um, Sins. And Mm. he's one of my uh, persons that I would really love to film with one day just because he's accomplished so much. And I feel like, oh my gosh, if I could film with him,
2: Mm.
1: it's like Mm. I'm working with somebody that, has done so much, and they've accomplished so much. Like if I could film with him, that would be amazing. But I wanna, I, I, I wanna wait. I don't know if it would happen. But I have friends yeah. that film with him, and I'm pretty sure they would, they would, if they really wanted to, they could text him or call him and be like, hey, this girl wants to really work with you. She admires you a lot. Um, I'm just waiting because I'm currently in the process of having all of my tattoos lasered removed, and I'm having mm. surgery more surgery done. nothing, no crazy surgery. Um, I just want to be prepped for okay. next year when I want to get into a little more mainstream. I'm not gonna do full-time mainstream. Mm. I just want to film a few here and there just so mm. I can experience it because um, I've pr- filmed with private society recently, and they want me to come back. So I'm
0: really mm-hmm. excited about that. yeah, it's interesting you said about <clears throat> getting rid of tattoo because I had this conversation before. I said there was a time in Hollywood where mainstream would never book a girl with tattoos
2: mm-hmm. at
0: all, you know, period. It, it's a lot of the movies that you're making on the physical team, you know period is to kind of help enhance your chances with the mainstream companies. Because uh, you, you keep it one, honey, they do have a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well,
1: I know that they're, I know some of the companies are really, really picky. I'm mm-hmm. removing them. So I have a few reasons why I'm removing them. And one of them is because I got them for the wrong reasons. I actually didn't start getting this until I yep. left my ex. And mm-hmm. I kinda did it as a way of, oh, I can finally make my own decisions. And, like, I got stuff on my fingers I never had. Um, And it was just the first year in 2021 and Mm -hmm. the beginning of, I think it was, like, January 2022 Mm -hmm. is when I stopped being in that, like, crazy phase. Because I was also drinking a lot by myself. And... That I don't drink anymore, and if I do, it's very rare. But um, that whole thing with getting all the tattoos and drinking um, mm. late at night by myself and filming TikToks, and I just want them removed because it just reminds me of like the it, every time I look at like the, worst that, time, of the worst time of your life. Me. And also, I do want to have a blank palette. When I if I do get seen or noticed by a mainstream company that maybe wants to sign me on, I know I know that some of them are really picky and some of them it's fine if it, if it's like hidden and they if they can't see it then it's fine. Mm-hmm. If there's something behind your ear, but with this like that is do. not okay. So I actually have my next session on my other. On this one, and then the one on my back, I got them done, um laser removed a couple weeks ago, and um, uh, next week I start the other ones. So oh. it is really crazy what laser tattoo removal does to your body. My arm was swollen. For it hurts worse days. to
0: take it off. It hurts worse to take it off than it did to put it on, and it hurts to put it on a little
1: bit. It didn't hurt.
0: Anymore.
1: It didn't hurt. I, mean, enough, I
0: mean, it Well, I'm pushing well, the done. technology since the day that since I first got my tattoo, it's completely changed to take it off. Because i cause when I got my tattoo, I said, Look, I am not taking it off. I heard too many motherfuckers sit here complaining. I said, That shit hurt. It hurt worse, man. <laughs> I'm you like, got yours removed too? No, nah, no. Nah, I, got, I got my neighborhood and I got my, my zodiac sign, the Taurus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like, got my zodiac sign right
1: here, Aries.
0: I mean, I want to get... Well, I'm retired now, so I can get as many texts as I fucking want, and I really wasn't trying to go mainstream on the... most because the way that they shoot, I just couldn't do it. It's just too much pressure. Just
1: Yeah, there is a lot of pressure. So in uh, uh, late August, I am having... Or I shouldn't say late August. It's, it's, it's happening soon.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm having this thing called LiPo 360,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I really just want... The tiny waist not like mm. I'm, I'm gonna else because i still have the stomach it won't be like perfect mm. it'll just be a lot smaller i want to i gained a lot mm. of weight in 2021 with all that mm. drinking and now i'm like i just want to tighten up my waist so i'm having mm. i'm having lipo 360 j plasma mm. in my stomach cell will tighten all the loose skin and a natural bbl
0: <laughs> oh my she, she getting booty. And so shoot, so, so you ain't gonna do nothing with the boobs, even though I think the boobs are perfect. My boobs
1: are, my people. boobs are done.
0: They're yeah. oh. See, that's what I'm talking about, people. I like when the shit look natural. You can't even tell it was work. Because yeah. they look natural.
1: Thank you. I They're had beautiful. them done twice. I want oh them bigger. I, I got them done the first time uh, back in 2015, and mm. then um, After breastfeeding and mm. everything, I, I, my implants, they were just mm. like, they're kind of like, they weren't the same. So they're, and I gained weight, so they kind of looked a little bit smaller. I wanted them mm. bigger, so I was told <laughs> by my surgeon, he, I go, I want them even bigger. He's like, we can't do them bigger. Your body won't be able to handle. I was like, what the heck? So he's like, if you want them to be bigger, you're gonna have to lose some weight because you know they're one size. So I was like, mm. okay. So I tried losing, I tried losing weight, but with this freaking job. Okay, I shouldn't say yeah. it, because this is like the best job in the world.
2: Yeah. I have
1: a really hard time with working out while I am traveling. It's really yeah. hard. And my life outside of porn, I mm. am a really busy mom. So people don't realize. That they think like I'm doing porn twenty four seven. Well, I have so much content that I post on Twitter and and like it, it like they have no idea how busy my life is. So me to go get Lipo 360 yeah. and I'm gonna I have been eating healthier. So with me eating healthier and having this done, I I'm not gonna try to gain and or lose weight. Be,
0: and, 20- and, truth be told, and truth be told doing porn is physically taxing. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, people, I, I can't, I can't express this enough smokers. We are athletes with this shit. Like I it, it, straight up. Because the positioning that we have to do, the angles that we have to hit, the way she had to position her body. She may have to squat on the dick. <laughs> you know how y'all do the squat thrust. She may have to do that on the dick for like mm-hmm. six minutes. <laughs> I know because I they
1: think they shot. <laughs> I remember when I shouldn't say I remember when cuz it wasn't that long ago. I was filming for private society mm. and the guy was laying like this on the couch and I was on top of him and I was just going forever and in my mind I'm like god my legs are killing me right now but you got to do this. You got to do this. Make it work. You got to make the scene work because don't 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 give up plus this is like a workout you're getting you're getting some muscle in your legs so yeah i was like holy shit after that scene after that scene was cut i was like holy shit my legs are killing me so i'm like stretching them and everything and then i'm like and he made a comment he goes that was probably the that was really good i didn't i was waiting for you to say you're ready to your, your <laughs> legs are ready I was just waiting for them to tell me when to stop because I wanted to
0: make sure that it was it was a really good scene. Yeah, because it's like even when I remember. Because I did content, so very few, very few patients in my career. And I just had the girls come for a weekend. And sometimes Monday, i would be sore as a motherfucker because, like I said, <laughs> we sitting here doing different positions. We had. Yeah, that's what people don't get it. Regular sex is what? Missionary? She might give you maintenance, blowjob, and some doggy style. We gotta sit here and fuck on tables. I gotta pick her ass up and turn her around. She gotta do a helicopter on the dick. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of goddamn work. It ain't as easy as people think.
1: Yeah. And that's where people that don't understand how porn works they have these expectations for their spouse to do the same thing. And it's a fantasy. I mean, mm-hmm. some people do, but that's how I was. I was when I before I did porn, I thought like everybody did this, so I yeah, tried, yeah. I felt a little insecure about myself at <laughs> times because I was like, okay. and yeah, people don't realize. like it's it's physically hard sometimes. Also, yeah. try to put, okay, people that don't understand gangbangs, like they think that, oh, yeah, I could just put my dick in the ass and that's it's gonna go right in. Okay, when there's a dick in the ass and the dick's trying to go in the pussy, one of them is gonna come out because they can't fit in at the same time because they're like, it's like one goes in one goes out because it's so tight i don't know if that happens for everybody but i and i was like trying to I'm like why why is it on the on 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 the movie the porn the pornos i see in mainstream they do it so perfect like how are they doing that and then i was like oh yeah that's there are techniques and it takes practice and
0: and, I, and, see, and see too here's the other part is editing because yeah. because see the thing about it is common sense. But see, unfortunately the civilians, because we that we us porn stars call y'all civilians, cause y'all don't be in the wars like we do. But anyway, when you talk about DP, first of all, we talk about a gangbang. Not every duty that his heart is at the gangbang. Let's make this clear. If you see a gangbang video, you see dudes over there jerking the fuck off, waiting their turn. And mm-hmm. if you're talking about she got more than five dudes, the reason why I say five, that's mouth, both hands, pussy, asshole. <laughs> so she got more than five dudes. You got someone <laughs> over there jerking off. So by the time he gets there, he's not. he may not be completely whole. So he's putting the limp dick in the pussy. You get what I'm saying. So when you're talking about you trying to do a DP, first of all, to even get in the ass, he got to be at his hardest. Yeah. The other dude, riding, has to be at his hardest. Oh, and the dude on top got to make sure that he ain't smushing the, the the her and dude too hard because he's over top. You know, period. DP is the most difficult position to pull off in any situation whether it's a threesome or a gangbang even worse with a threesome because like i said not every dude by the time he get to that pussy it's hard because he's been over there and some of them dudes just getting where they fit in me i'm the dude i'm like nah first let me go get the mouth then i go get the pussy <laughs> i'm gonna go in hard i ain't gonna try to goddamn them just put something soft in the pussy man <laughs> yeah some people do that shit, too, try to, try to rush the damn uh, they soft dick to the pussy out of this bitch. She don't be mm-hmm. doing shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So many fans, they want to be like, I want to be in a gangbang. And I don't think they're like, <laughs> they don't realize that guys get soft during gangbangs. And they think that they can come in and they're going to, like, rock the show. And until they show up and they see all these guys and it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't as easy. But I have, I have um, had sex with fans at gangbangs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but see, because I one with, like I said before, gangbang. Okay, adding the fact that we, you got the lights and the camera. Now you got this dude in a room full of 10, maybe 20, in the case of tadpole. <laughs> hole brings them in, baby. You
2: mm-hmm. talking
0: about 30 D, got this. She might have 10 dudes around her ass. You feel just waiting their turn jerking off the muscle. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait till something open up My hand, mouth, something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I couldn't do a game back. I'll be the protector. I ain't gonna be that dude over there jerking off waiting. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. But see, that's why also they usually have the club girls there off camera, the kind of, you know. Get keep the dude right, but not get but not make him bust, because we still need that nut to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. but here's the real question though, because see, this is what they really don't understand. Not ever seen, well, maybe in your case you might have because you did only work with one guy for the most part. And he pretty much filled his way around the pussy, know how to make you have an orgasm. But sometimes y'all don't orgasm on set
1: um i have always had i always i have i have an orgasm every single time mine are never fake i want to have an orgasm so i know in mainstream sometimes they'll like you have to fake it and i guess if i have to it's fine it, i mean that's a whole different
0: i, I don't thing. think that it's, it's it, it i don't think they fake it's more of they have the fake that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the fake of an orgasm because it's not about their orgasm, you know, period.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah they, might, that, they might
1: every single scene.
0: Lucky, all... Lucky yeah. you girl. I know you have to at this. You like I should be here, other girl say, I don't think man, sometimes I don't even orgasm on say I orgasm bird <laughs> And
1: sometimes I have and sometimes I will have more than one.
2: hmm A lot mm-hmm. of
1: times. Like I'll have Maybe like up to five, but I can have more than that.
0: <laughs> I would love shooting with her. Good night. I'd be like, hell yeah. I love to shoot with you.
1: When I'm having sex off camera, mm. I like having at least five minimum orgasms.
0: You sound about like me. I'm five 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 <laughs> strong necks if I can within a night i want to do it
1: so much like i just want to keep having them so that when i'm done i'll be like i don't want no more so yeah i think the most i've ever had on a live stream was probably like 30 something orgasms
0: no joke
1: no lie
0: good night no i just love working with girls that have more orgasms because just because each each orgasm got a different response and then once you finish just to see her just got to lay that leg marinate for a bit. just one girl i had her sucking her thumb out this bitch wow I, I felt like a man this bitch i was in the bathroom like <laughs> i beat that up you know period. so but um with you because of course when, when you do the pay gigs when you're dealing with male talents, you're not necessarily knowing who they are when you first work with. Them. So that's something you're going to probably have to adjust to to a certain extent. When, of course, Brian, who is your agent, gets you more work in the industry. What made you decide to go with an agency? Because a lot um, of girls try to stay independent.
1: He's actually
0: what? my publicist. Publicist. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, he's my publicist. He writes... He's the one that um I'll get stories sent out to mainstream articles, so he um yeah so Mm. I I am independent. I don't have I don't have anybody working
0: for me. Oh okay. So what made you decide to get publishers? Because it's kind of like I think people that when they get publishers, they at that point they 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 at the point now where they actually need it because they, they, they're they becoming a strong name what made you decide to get a publisher
1: i needed one because i mean i do i need one no but i wanted one because there are benefits to having one when i wouldn't recommend getting one if you're just starting out because you gotta you you really want to get your name out there before you get one so because it is it's a long way to build your name up when you have one because there's a lot of ups and downs each month. So uh, I decided to get one because I am so busy with my marketing. I can only get my name out there so much. And no one's going to be writing stories for you. For like, no one's going to come contact me from whatever and be like, hey, I want to write a story about you. It just doesn't happen unless you have some crazy thing happen. But I'm just Tiffany, and I film with older men, and I do gangbangs. I decided to hire him because I wanted to get my name out there more so that I can get noticed by um, whoever, whatever. But um, it's just much easier having one to get your name out. I know not everybody has the luxury of affording it because – um It's not something I would recommend anybody starting out. If anybody's listening to this and if you're starting out in the industry or if you're new, mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend getting one until you actually get your name out there. Because once you actually have your name out there and you're established, it makes more mm-hmm. sense having one.
0: And this sort of flex is brought to you by Wisconsin Tip. <laughs> it, it's, good. it's good to do porn.
2: Because,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. It's not cheap to have a PR person by no means. No. It's
1: I invest a lot of money into my, my career.
0: Everything, mm-hmm. but it's worth
1: it.
0: Yeah, it's worth it. Because I like I say I'm working on getting the money for me to get one. You know, period because yeah, it because also you get ones that are real entrenched in the industry, they can get you in places and in rooms that you normally couldn't get yourself. Just just being publishers and being seen and noticed. So now you also said that you self-book, which, yeah, we're about to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. So with you, you got shoots with Tadpole. You got shoots with Private Society. Private Society is a very well-known, top-notch, ABN-certified company. So how did you go about getting your paid gigs and work with these companies? You know, period. Um, because a lot of people don't understand what ladies had to submit to these companies, what these companies are looking for, how to submit to these companies, you know, in the whole nine.
1: I got a hold of private society through Tadpole. Tadpole was after he filmed with me, he asked I told him how I wanted to one day film with mainstream. And I just didn't know where to start. Anyways, he was like, I know a company and I and he mess, he texted he texted them and they said send a, send a photo or he sent a photo and they were like great give us her number and that's how I got in contact with them. Mm-hmm. Um I've actually um private society is the only paid shoots that I've ever done. I don't mm-hmm. I've I've never ex- I won't accept any money from Tadpole because he's helped me so much that he's I, I him just being there helping me with many vids and helping me like be in some of my TikToks and just play along that makes it I make it goes a long way that way so I just feel like he's doing me more of a favor with being just being there for me and helping me with some of my marketing I don't even know how to upload many vids and he just does it yeah. for me. I put him on a referral program so that he could. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want him doing too much work for me. So I'm like, if you and then, and then he's he's amazing. He helps me with my many vids. I need to learn how to do it. I guess I need to do it for mm-hmm. my laptop because that's the only way it works. But he's a great guy and I consider him like a really good friend.
0: Oh, trust believe, once you start mm-hmm. doing your upload, you're gonna call Chad Paul and be like, Dad! I want you to go back to uploading my shit. <laughs> I'll mean,
1: like, can you upload that one video? I don't think it's uploaded. Yeah, can it's- you upload it for me, please? Because I don't know how yeah. to do it. You think I would because I, I upload content, but I yeah. don't know how to work many vids. It's too confusing. Like, yeah. I know it's like he knows all of the hashtags and all the Good stuff. Yeah. I don't know, and I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I need to sit down and actually learn how to do it. So he doesn't have to do it for me, but he does it so quick, so it's like nothing for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause is Ted, good at what he does, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the organization of his game bags. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I had him on the show before, and Tad, you will be back on my show again. Show and believe, you know. So, but nah, he's a very good dude. I like the way that he works. I like the way he do things. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, as, and like me, I see he got great quality in the ladies that he picked to work with, yeah, do amazing, amazing, amazing work, amazing work. so shoot, so, um, so now moving forward, because because, like you said, with the possibility of more pay is to come around the corner for you, um if a guy hits you up, wanting to work with you do content trade? What would he have to bring to the table for a constant tip to say, yes, I will work with you? Uh,
2: so
1: some of the things that I look for in someone that wants to film with me, if it was just a guy who isn't in the industry or he's brand new, because mm-hmm. I'm at such a, I, I'm so busy with already trying to juggle everything myself i don't have an assistant i don't have anybody running my only fans i'm doing this all by myself i need a guy to be able to know how to edit content because mm. if we make more than one i i'd be like okay i want you to edit this video and i'll edit this one i don't want some guy coming in unless unless he is not taking any of the content
2: Mm-hmm. then
1: i will take it and i will edit myself but mm-hmm. if it's a content trade one of us will have to edit but if this person comes in and he doesn't know anything about editing and it's setting me back i just mm-hmm. have to i just have to use this as a it's a business transaction and i mm-hmm. and i don't have time to sit down and teach somebody So when it really comes to somebody who wants to do a content trade, they need to at least know what they're doing. They don't have to be a pro, but I don't want to feel like I need to sit down and teach them step by step, because I have so much going on as it is, and I'm running, so many people don't realize how many DMs I get on OnlyFans. I get so many DMs, and I don't have anybody that answers those for me, and that takes Mm -hmm. up a lot of my time. I don't think people realize how much time it takes me. To reply to someone because sometimes I'll be like in like oh yeah da 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 I'll just talk to them for just I'll, I'll type one thing and then OnlyFans is sometimes really slow so sending that
2: yeah like
1: like a pause and then I'm on to the next one and sometimes it could take a few hours just to answer half of the DMs for that day but um. I've had so many people tell me in the industry that my friends are like, you need to get an assistant to answer some of those DMs because you're you're but I'm like, I'll be you fine see why you now. see why
0: they made the AI for the DMs and the in chi- and, and the chats now, because of that. Because I mean, because even with me, like when I hit females up in their DM, it's okay, it's a reason why I tweet. Because I know half the time the women don't really check their DMs too tough.
1: Oh my because God, I have so lie. many on Twitter. Because I don't even, I, I, I'm i like, if I have time to answer DMs on Twitter, then I better be having all of those DMs on OnlyFans answered. And I don't, I, I, have, I always answer my DMs. But with 4th um, of July, you know, people are, uh, it's holiday, people are out doing stuff. So I was busy as well, you know, because I'm a human and I, or I'm a person and I have my own life. So I took a day break from answering dms and if i i don't like some of those fans are like hey do you dm on twitter um sometimes it just depends um if i'm already following them obviously i'm going to get the dm right away because people don't know that the dms from fans i don't see those i have to go into a whole different folder you know that and Mm -hmm. If I can answer those, then I better be making sure that the people who pay to subscribe and they want to talk to me, I better have those all answered. If I don't have those all answered, that is very unfair. And I and if somebody doesn't like that, then they're not seeing they're they're not respecting me as a person. And that. It it comes down to it. I. I do porn for a living. Mm -hmm. And.
0: You're, I, still, you're still a human. I can't, I can't treat it like
1: a relationship. Like, they're not yeah. my boyfriend.
0: And yeah. I'm not trying
1: to be mean. I'm just being honest. Like, what makes them more important than. And then I have mm. some guys who are like, well, I'm mad that I have to pay. Well, if you want to get a response from me,
2: mm.
1: just go on the OnlyFans because you'll be, you'll for sure get a response from me. And the See,
0: and I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you I think. Well, fans don't get it and porn stars don't get it. it's funny because a, a podcaster, DJ academics, I don't agree with everything he says sometimes, but I, I agree with what he said on this. Porn stars don't have what you would consider fans. They're actually more so their customers because their fan base is based off of how much money these fans spend. You know, when you're of a fan, it's not necessarily someone that spends money. It's someone that follows you, they reveal you, they look up to you. You know they, they, they mark out when they see you. It's about customers, you know. Period. It just like did between followers. I tell you, any female this: you want to impress me, don't tell me how many followers you got. Tell me how many subscribers you got. That's mm-hmm. that's an impression, you know. Period. Because that means you, you're making money, you know. Period. Because we've seen people that have a large following that don't make a dime, you know. and That's yeah. just fact, no bullshit. So yep, I learned a
1: lot it, from that. I. I used to think like, oh, my God, somebody has this many followers on Twitter. They must be making a lot. And here I find out that I had less than them, but I have way more subscribers. And I was so confused. And then I learned a lot about other things with that, how that why that is. And I post what I do for a reason on Twitter.
0: Yes. So the last thing before we come to the end of this wonderful podcast, kind of held her sexy ass up here for an hour, is yeah. because you mentioned your job and all this, how do you balance all this? Because, even like myself, I work to five and do the podcast. I had to remind myself to, even though I'm retired, I still have porn to promote and sites to promote, you know, period. So how do you balance everything, and how do you take a break from it mentally?
1: So I don't have a 9 to 5 no job outside of this. Yeah. This is everything for me. So mm-hmm. having a routine and not overwhelming myself even though mm-hmm. sometimes um the biggest thing that overwhelms me the most are the DMs on OnlyFans because I don't want to send out content sometimes mm-hmm. because I don't want them to think oh she sent me a video. Mm-hmm. She didn't reply to me. I want to make sure I get all those DMs um, uh, replied to those before I send out. So mm-hmm. that is like one of my biggest things that kind of stresses me out sometimes because I don't want the fans to think like they're just a number. And that's it's just one of those things that just it sometimes mm-hmm. stresses me out. But then I'm like, okay, I I, I have to accept that they have to realize like I am a person too. So but some of them don't understand it. Even though I have, I've never really have, I I have more happy fans than anything. So Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I balance everything by making sure that I have a routine and that I am making sure that I am focused on what needs to be done and not adding more than I need to and making sure that I take time out for myself. And one thing that really does take up a lot of my time would be me traveling once I'm traveling, it, it really does, um, my routine is a little bit not the same. But mm-hmm. as long as I can stay consistent, consistency is the biggest thing. And if you ever, I never say that I'm bored because I'm never bored. Um, just making sure that I am getting enough sleep. That is the biggest thing for me because if I don't get enough sleep, I am really crabby and I don't feel good and I feel tired and I can't focus. So my biggest thing is just making sure that I'm getting enough sleep that I am focusing on my own self because if I don't feel, if I don't feel like I look good, if I'm not brushing my hair, because there's days where I'll have my hair up in a bun and I'll be like, I'm just gonna go to the coffee shop and just enjoy some me time. But I told myself, I'm like, you know, I, I made this a rule for myself to always make my bed in the morning and make sure that I leave the house feeling good about myself so that if I am in the car, I can market a TikTok video, like six or seven of them, get that bulk bulk content is what I do. I pick a couple days out of the week and I do a ton of content so that it lasts me throughout the weekend. And, and um, what else? just making sure that I'm always presentable in some way so that I never know when I might be able to market and taking time for myself. And the content trips are kind of like a little vacation because I try to take a little bit of time for myself if um, I enjoy the moment. But reality is I do porn and I have a camera. So I'm very fortunate that I get to do that because I could be working at a job where I don't get to enjoy a beautiful view of an ocean if I have my phone with me and I'm do I it doesn't matter because I'm like I'm here. And for anybody that I've never really had anybody say anything about like, oh you're always on your phone, but that's because it's my job.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am still there enjoying the moment, but that is my job and I and if, if I wasn't doing that, then I yeah, so just taking time for myself and actually enjoying my job and not hating it makes a big difference. Like if you're at a point yeah you're hating filming where you're like i i hate this that's when you need to take some time for yourself and you really want to love your job because if you don't love it then it's never gonna you're never gonna be happy
0: yeah with that being said we then came to the end of another wonderful episode (laughs) and um you know she had have to come back because it's a lot we ain't even talked about. It's a lot that she said that you didn't have like, hmm, that's another 30 minutes of a conversation that I would love to bring up. <laughs> so we know we're gonna have to bring her back. So with that being said, gorgeous. Can I call you a smoke buddy? Yes. There you have it, people. She will be back here on the smokers lounge. And for my premium smokers, we will bring her to the premium smoke room. That's right, people, for 99 a month five premium podcasts for you to enjoy. You can only watch them on Spotify. That's right, Spotify. Spotify has video like that of YouTube, but you can only see the premium smoke room if you subscribe and on Spotify. What happens in the premium smoke room stays the premium smoke room. It gets more crazy. It gets more unpredictable. It gets more honest. It gets more provocative. Titties come out. A dildo might pop out, but you don't know unless you subscribe. So with that being said, ma'am, can you tell everybody where they can spend money on you?
1: You can find me on WisconsinTIFFXXX.com and that is where all of my links will come up. Otherwise, if you want, you don't want to go on the website, you can go on OnlyFans WisconsinTIFF or Twitter is Wisconsin underscore TIFF. And yeah. <laughs>
0: no more so she will be back people just believe and you know how we end these shows all day every day life is a learning experience what's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything smoke this over wisconsin tip can you tell everybody goodbye
1: bye (laughs) and